2: it is december 11th 2019 this is the wrestling inc podcast wednesday night wars i'm glenn rubenstein joined by matt morgan and making his triumphant return to the podcast justin labar triumphant huh well it's been a while man i was on last week you weren't on oh Whoa. There you go. I just feel like you've been away so long. (laughs) Maybe it was the week before you were gone.
1: I mean, it's a triumphant return of talking to you, but I've been here. You've been off doing Broadway and whatever the hell. (laughs) It's
2: true. Traipsing around New York. Uh, Matt, how you doing, man?
0: Not putting over the fact that you just used that word and you pause because you thought we would, but I'm not, um, (laughs) (laughs) seldom, seldom does Matt Morgan traips. I was in my head impressed though, for what it's worth. Um, yeah, good. I was telling you before the show, I'm not feeling too hot tonight, but it's not going to stop me from entertaining you. That may have not been entertained by tonight's shows.
2: Yes, but you should be. Stay tuned. Matt Matt Morgan could pull a draws right here.
0: Yeah, on hey, the Wrestling Podcast. I'm not gonna to
2: do Why? I mean, I feel terrible about what happened to draws, and there's been a lot of stories about it. But let's go back to the first place. Why did Vince mm-hmm. McMahon think this is a gimmick? We got to get on I TV No immediately. I don't. I, I
0: don't know. Oh, I don't have an answer for that.
1: Yeah, but think about the time. What, 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 think, no, seriously, think about the time. WWF Jerry the, Springer. WF yeah. leading brand, WWF and South Park are duking it out for the, for the leading brand. So when you mm. find a guy that can that can regurgitate on command, I mean, you're thinking money, right?
0: I, shock factor, yes. Yeah. Money, I don't know.
1: He's got to, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to he's puke. He's got to puke.
0: I watched that just recently, Beyond the Mat, and he was so <laughs> matter of fact, so sure of himself in that interview. And the guy's like in the ivory tower with him at his desk and he's eating. He's just so like,
1: matter of fact. Like, it's hilarious to watch Here's my his favorite. Mannerisms. Re- in that scene, here's my favorite reenactment of Vince with the water bottle and everything. And then they'll find out what we're really all about.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Making movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's exactly That's it. Exactly, he goes, made a movie. Then he takes a big gulp of water, and he's so satisfied with himself. He, he
0: was incredibly <laughs> impressed with himself <laughs> during he, that.
1: He revealed the WWE Studios plan years before right there on Beyond the Mat. And for those of you that are listening mm-hmm. to the audio only, you're losing out. You're missing the, the visual here. That was a very good impersonation.
0: <laughs> that was like spot on, spot on.
2: It's amazing that in the late <laughs> 90s, both Beyond the Mat and Wrestling with Shadows – Vince McMahon and WWE thought it would be a good idea to let cameras in without the WWE having any control or approval over what happened to the footage.
0: It still is entertaining to this day. It still holds. I love watching both. I swear to God, I do. Yeah.
2: They're great. Wrestling with Shadows is one of my
1: favorite it documentaries is. never. I mean, who, can forget, who can forget the guy on the trampoline with the, sh- with the, with the shaker <laughs> weights waiting to get booked? Dennis, Dennis, whatever his name is, (laughs) jumping around in a Speedo at, like, 54 years old. He hadn't been booked in nine
2: years, but you never know when the phone's (laughs) turning.
1: And Terry Funk's,
2: like, begging him to be the referee. I wish we could get documentaries like that these days. Anyhow, tonight we had... AEW Dynamite. We had WWE's NXT on USA. Uh, Some big news came out about AEW's next pay-per-view. It's going to be called Revolution. Am I the only one that instantly thought about NXT having that pay-per-view, our evolution, essentially Revolution, a few years ago?
0: I thought of WWE right away.
2: Yeah.
1: Interesting. I was more drawn to the fact they're going back to Chicago again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I wonder uh, if they found that's their most tried and true market. It seems like it as far as ticket sales It has been thus far, yeah. We got a new number one contender on NXT tonight for Adam Cole's championship. A lot of good stuff to talk about. A lot of good stuff to get into and dig into between both shows. On the high level, just to sort of tease people uh, and what we're going to talk about, Matt, which did you think was better tonight? AEW. Justin?
1: Yeah, I found myself because I watch them both live. I found myself a little bit more on AEW, but but that's that's not Mm. a knock on NXT. It's just AEW is just keeping me with a little bit more of like uh, a a must see at the moment. More
0: intriguing still. Yeah. I I, I don't know if it's still the newness. I don't know what it is. It's just more intriguing.
2: I agree with that overall, but I have to say on the women's division side tonight, NXT just again just shows it will.
0: will. It always will until they change it.
2: And let me and let me be fair because again, it's funny. I used
1: to be the, labeled as the WWE kiss ass, and now I get slammed is is that I'm bashing NXT when I, I I enjoy NXT. I just AEW still has AEW is very intriguing. That's the right word, Matt. But I will say there are certain things about them. The new car smell is is going away at times, and mm-hmm. there are more things. Yeah. Each, there are more things each week about yes. AEW that I find myself getting critical of. Me too. Whether it's a referee, whether it's the women, whatever, I find myself starting to get like okay. That the new car smells gone. That's that that needs to be fixed. The,
0: the women is the for me, the go to every episode. For me, it is. Yeah. I like the Kong stuff, I do. I, I do. it's just, but that's it. Like everybody else is just, mm, I love Doc, you know, Doc making the main names up here. Brett Baker, <laughs> I like her. Um, yeah. and there's others as well, but just they could do
1: not defeat Freddie her. Mercury tonight needs to go bounce
0: already seriously get off my tv set and it's I know, weird
1: I, I know she's a vet i know she's 43 i, know she's been wrestling I don't care for- i'm 43 too and I'm i know a vet. i'm
0: not on your tv set
1: she's been wrestling since she was in diapers uh just just not am anymore. i going out
0: there pretending to be axel rose no <laughs> hell of a
2: gimmick though i'd want. love to
1: see it <laughs> could you do his monkey dance he does and welcome to the <laughs> jungles music video
2: <laughs> i don't know i mean justin's been successfully riding this fred durst thing into middle age so you know hey Cosplay can be an art form. Middle Um, age, I'm early 30s, you prick. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think cosplay. I mean, look, Leva Bates proved it. Cosplay could be so uh, such an art form in and of itself in wrestling. But if you're doing the same gimmick Mm. every time.
0: I don't get Freddie Mercury from this, though. I never have. They've said it. I remember going, what? That's what that bleep is? That crap is? I remember saying that. those exact words. I did not know that was supposed to be Freddie Mercury.
2: She's a very good wrestler. I think you know she's got a lot of experience, but yeah, it's just one of those gimmicks that...
1: She's got a lot of experience, but tonight did not show that she was a very good wrestler.
2: Hmm.
0: No, okay. In my opinion. Much better wrestlers than her.
2: Much. We're going to break down both shows. But first, let's get our sponsor out of the way. Welcome back to the show, Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Guys, you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, here's the deal. Picture like a quantum leap scenario. Picture if you could leap back into your own body and have the same abilities you had in your early 20s, but you still have all the knowledge of present events. Now, when you're there, much like uh, Sam Beckett and Quantum Leap, you're there on a mission, and you know what that mission is. Blue Chew is going to help you get it done and feel like you're significantly, significantly younger. They're going to put the pet back in your step, give you that increased performance and extra confidence in bed. At bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So this is the real stuff. This is the science, the stuff that works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Anytime is go time with Blue Chew. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance Now, Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office and you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. It even ships right to your door in a discreet package. They are made in the USA, patriotism, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there is no more awkwardness. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when we'll you use our special promo code W-I-N-C. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's a chewcom promo code W-I-N-C to try it free. And here's the deal. Christmas is two weeks away. You have a partner. Maybe you have a husband. Maybe you have a wife. <laughs> what but if you're a man, <laughs> uh, maybe you have a girlfriend. Maybe you have a boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. But. For Christmas, yes, as Justin said, stocking stuffer. Uh, This is your chance to give a gift to your partner, but more importantly, give a gift to yourself. With BlueChew.com, promo code W-I-N-C to try it free. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Let's talk AEW. John Moxley out to open the show tonight. Uh, Very, very quick squash match there. What did you make of this, uh, Matt? I mean, it was very attention-getting. Over who? Uh, He had a win over Alex Reynolds, who was out there with John Silver, and he pretty much pounced both of them for the fastest match in AEW history.
0: He's making sure you said that. Um, Yes. Very, very well served and very good transition into what the meat on the bones of this segment was, which was the Inner Circle and Jericho coming out and um, leading into their in-ring promo, which I thought was very good. Very good business
2: tonight was had in that ring. I thought Jericho and Moxley, and this is something tonight where they just trounced NXT, NXT opening with that cruiserweight match. While it was a fantastic match, you can't beat this kind of star power having mm-hmm. arguably your two biggest stars on the brand open the show.
0: And ripping it on the mic tonight, both.
2: And
1: how <sighs> fast they got into it. That's actually one of the things that when you when I watch side by side that I feel that EWs lack. AEW has started out, they've had a lot more video packages, recapping things. This, they jumped right into, right into I mean, it before. I mean, NXT was just getting their video packages out. And all of a sudden you see Moxie come out of the crowd. I stood there because we don't normally see that. So I thought, okay, something's mm-hmm. about to go down. So I thought that was a great start. And as Matt said, they quickly got to the meat uh, on the bone and got to the point, which I thought was a good, a good way
0: for them to start here. And they sold tickets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a good match when mm-hmm. it happens. Um, so tonight, Jericho invited Moxley to join the inner circle. <laughs> Jericho ran down their history together uh, give him a free inner circle t-shirt so you know it's like going to a timeshare presentation where you get a gift for listening to the pitch um, I love Jericho talking about their past together I even love the uh, uh, alluded reference to Renee talking about his lovely wife mm-hmm. uh, talking about the thumbtacks the stuff they put each other through in the past I think this is being built so well this, mm-hmm. this uh, match for when it happens
0: so far yeah yeah, it's hard to knock it. It's 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 really good. So everyone always says it's Jericho and Cody. Well, here's you know, and that's my question: When are we building to? I mean, they, so they just announced the next
1: pay per view is the last Saturday in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, are we building to that, or is this going to be a big AEW Dynamite episode where we get that as the main mm-hmm. event?
0: I, I don't know how they stretch that. that well,
1: long. they could. Well, here's how. Jericho has the the you know he has he has an entire posse around him. You could if you if you make Moxley go through all go of them. through them,
0: yeah. That there you go. That's a great answer, actually.
2: Yeah, um, I feel like both with this and NXT. Right, I, I'll be shocked if NXT gives us both of those title matches in full next week that they're promising us. I'll be shocked if AEW gives us Jericho versus Moxley in full before uh, the next pay per view.
0: It's a mistake not to have it on pay per view. I know it's a long time to get to but that's a money match and they need to make money
2: man you talk about if they do cody versus um, mjf at revolution if they do moxley versus jericho i mean this i think uh could just be a huge huge moment for AEW.
0: it could be because you will see now the pay-per-views won't run head-to-head against each other but we, we can still compare the cards right and it's going to be very difficult for NXT using their stars only. Now keep that in mind, not just going yeah. up to the roster and stealing AJ Styles or Roman Reigns for a night. Not that crap, but using their, their talents. That's going to be a very tough top, uh, semi main and main to, to beat.
2: Yeah. We went from that to Cody teaming with QT Marshall against the butcher and the blade with the bunny.
0: This now, this was a major drop off for me.
2: Who is QT Marshall? Am I missing something? Yeah, about? you are.
1: He's okay. a he's, a, he's a, a trainer at the Monster Factory I believe uh, was where he started. Now he works with them no. as a producer. Slash. It, it was he in Monster Factory?
0: He may have used to be, but he, is, he has his own school, I believe in uh, Georgia now. Oh. Um, I, I met him at TNA. He was trying to get work there at the time. Nice guy, very good wrestler. Um, Ring of Honor, he did really good work there. Um, has a cool throwback character that he used to do, I believe, with a robe the whole nine. Um, but Nobody else knows that. And he's he's the guy who eats the apple. Uh, he's a friend. I like QT. Um, so I'm not trying to knock him personally. But just as far I'm trying to look at this from a normal fan's perspective that may not be watching Being the Elite or even the EW YouTube channel. And if you don't watch that, you have no idea who the hell this guy is. You have no clue who he is. He just looks like a backstage hand tagging with Cody Rhodes all of a sudden. Um, you don't know there's a connection between those two and there's a friendship between those two and a bond between those two. You have no idea. Mm. Um, and then they're in the ring with the blade and the butcher and the, the bunny, which is again, another friend of mine. I like a lot, but the gimmick is frigging lame as shit. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest.
2: Oh no. It looks like a cautionary tale of, uh, <laughs> why you don't answer Craigslist ads. I mean, it's some <laughs> creepy shit going on there. It,
0: it's corny as hell. I'm sorry. I, I, hate, I hate saying this. It's like fucking shitting on your own friends. You know what I mean? I don't like doing that. What, what 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 shocks me about the whole
1: the trio there is that uh, the guy that plays uh, Blade, you know, he's not a
0: you – know, No, you know, he, he's my he, friend, and he's yeah, freaking uh, good.
1: I, he, he used to be here with us on IWC um, as uh, uh, Pe- 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 Pepper Parks. Pepper
0: Parks. He's it, shredded. It, he needs to shave his head and be a single star. I don't know right,
1: what he's, he's he, What shocks me, he's a good-looking dude. and, and he's very good-looking. And he's dude. wearing a mask in his entrance. He is. You know, normally you put a mask on somebody that you don't think. I mean, but
0: uh, so that that throws me off. He um, needs to shave his head <laughs> and keep his beard in. He no, because he is. He is a really like that's what he was with TNA. He's a good looking dude that chicks want to be with yeah. and guys want to be like like kind yeah. of sort of. Um, and he needs to be a singles act because he's more than good enough to incapable of doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pulp he's fiction mask, I think, just.
0: Uh, but you want so to be. But but to speak on, I, I've not talked to him about it. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. But what I was going to say is. Sometimes when you're looking for work and you want to get back on TV, do you know what I mean? You, um, yeah, you, you, you do what you're asked. Do you know what I'm saying? Just to get that foot back in the door, and then probably fingers crossed they change it once he, they see. Oh, wait, what are we doing with these two? Why are we having this guy tagged yeah,
1: with? Yeah, him in a mask. I mean, uh, Allie. I mean, she. I mean, she obviously she's uh, you know great on the eyes. There's the bunny thing. But the, 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 the butcher dude. He's got like he looks like he's from the '80s territory. He's got an interesting oh, really? look to him.
0: Totally, he needs to be on NWA. What do you call it? The the NWA power. Yeah. Yes, he'd be perfect there.
1: I think he's a musician too. By the way, I don't know a lot about him, but I think he's a like he's in like some band.
2: I just I feel like Ali the bunny part is the part that works the best with this. But you mm-hmm. pair her with those guys, like looks at the throwback look. He looks like uh, like the stereotype of like an eighties leather daddy. Remember in Police Academy when they tricked people going into that? Mm-hmm. What was it, the Blue Oyster Bar? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this looks yeah. right out of that, right out of that, <laughs> and that is not a good thing. Normally, I'm a fan of Police Academy references, but uh, yeah, Ali though I think uh, stands out still with uh, the bunny gimmick. Uh, but this match, it was okay, but the Butcher and the Blade did win via pinfall. So I guess Cody's gonna. <sighs> pivot to Darby Allen who went down to the ring after this match got into Cody's face extended his hand up there was a nod I don't know I mean what do you do with Cody next do you keep him with the butcher and the blade do Darby and no. him form an alliance and take on the butcher and the blade Do Darby and him feud maybe. what's the next step
0: I I don't know I honestly it, I, I don't know that's why I'll tune in
1: you know what it feels like it feels like I know we're jumping ahead here you know so we're gonna get MJF versus Cody eventually so maybe the pay-per-view at the end of February it feels like the the, the the bunny butcher blade problem with Cody is almost like to buy them time, to give Cody something to buy time until he oh, yeah. gets the pay per view. So that's kind of what it feels like.
0: And this was a week of it right now. Yes. Yeah. You know, but but again, um, not the best use of Pepper Parks. Pepper Parks is a fine talent on his own and can get over on his own. He doesn't need this stupid gimmick.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, as, as Greg Barnett's pointing out, no worse than the Viking experience or the Viking Raiders. I mean, I did
1: like their finisher though, with with oh, Butcher, yeah. Butcher doing the suplex into like the 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 backstabber. That mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was nice it was a nice sequence.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people are speculating in the chat that it will be uh, that Darby tweeted he's going to be helping Cody with the Butcher and the Blade going forward. So there, that's how you extend it. Uh, let's talk about MJF coming out to the ring with Wardlow tonight. And MJF getting uh, some nice extended promo time, Mm -hmm. just calling out members of the uh, TNT crew, calling out Cody, really going off on Cody, making fun of his lisp, uh, saying he's got Gary Busey teeth. Man, that's a portrait right there. And um, that he's not going to announce the stipulations that he has for wrestling Cody until jacksonville on january 1st so clearly this is being built to the pay-per-view matt where do you think this ranked uh in the order of mjf promos Uh,
0: tough because his other work is so damn good right i mean everything he ballparks every promo he does um this was great he looked like a big time star which he is
2: yeah justin how do you think mjf is uh going so far
1: so far, good. I mean, they've, they've, uh, you know, he's not the only one, but they've done a good job protecting them. I mean, we really haven't seen him. And I'm just talking about since they've been on TNT. Wrestling. So, yeah, we really haven't seen him wrestle, but he still comes off as a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. The fact that the guy hasn't had to like put in work for a match, but he still feels like a big deal that that that, that that's some good smoke and mirrors. Um, you know obviously he's got Wardlow standing behind him Wardlow hasn't had to do much since he choked out made his debut and choked out Cody so like obviously there's a that's a whole that's a whole advertisement gimmick right there is maybe it's Cody versus Wardlow one week and this long build to the you know so I mean like they're they're doing a good job like giving us stuff but not unloading the house you know I mean we haven't seen Jake Hager have a match I mean th- th- that's you know again so maybe as Moxley has to get you know go the gauntlet to get to Jericho so you know and, and from that regard of booking it truly does make them look superior to WWE that they are thinking things. They're thinking things out, but they're not overthinking, if that makes they're,
0: sense. They're, they're generally six months to a year out in their booking is what I, I continue to hear them say. Yeah. So, and, and then they, right, They go backwards. Um,
1: Which so is how it should be. It's Absolutely.
0: It's be. So yeah. we got to be, even on some of those tougher weeks to watch the show, we got to continue to hang in there because we want a wrestling company to continue to write their shows this way we got to hang in there and show them we don't have these short span attention spans that WWE accuses of all us fans having. And that's why they're catering and giving us everything every single week with no storylines involved. Generally speaking, they're very fast forwarded, those storylines, because they say we as fans don't have the capability of hanging in there longer. And it's like, well, no, that's not what it is. It's we don't trust you anymore because you've <laughs> broken our trust thousands and thousands and thousands of times. It's not our attention span. We want the wrestling to be like that. We don't trust you to serve it to us that way anymore with long-term storylines. You give up on them way too early, and you break our trust. AEW, yeah. we got to hang in there for their sake, I'm saying. And and I'm not saying we can't be critical, but I'm saying like we can't just go bananas that we're not getting like Cody versus MJF tomorrow or next month or whatnot because we don't want them to ever stop thinking and writing the show that way year to six months in advance, you know?
1: And it helps for AEW. They only have two hours of live TV to do a week it does. versus be having seven if you include all three. Sometimes, brands.
0: Though, sometimes though, dude, it does have holes in there. Like when Brand? no offense to Brandon Cutler. But like Brandon Color will have to fill time sometimes and come out and do a match, and it's like, dude, sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Where yeah. WWE is such a friggin' stacked roster. They don't really have.
1: Well, like the the two hours of live TV comes a problem is when if they try to, um, they try to rely. Matt, I know you're a big fan, but but like I like I don't watch every week. If they try to rely on oh, if you watch B and the Elite, that'll piece holes together. That that becomes a problem if they if, if if like if they expect everybody to understand what's See, going on on their YouTube specials. But do
0: they say that though? I don't think they say that. They don't. But
1: like I reference but, dark a lot. Well, but you know, even yeah, even AEW, it, it you have to rely on people sometimes to watch dark to maybe fill in a hole. Where's this person been? Or the fact that like Adam Adam Page H- Hangman Page left being the uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I didn't. I didn't. I, here, full disclosure. I didn't know that until I read Twitter and somebody said, oh, you uh, watch, watch BTE. So that made me feel out of the loop that I, you know, I know you're a fan of it, but like little things like that.
0: That's pretty big, actually. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like they, they that is one time, I guess, we're only having two hours of TV and you're, you're hoping the rest of your audience is watching the other. Uh, so
0: then why don't they promote it is what I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, put it up at the bottom of the damn third, third screen. It's not hard.
2: Or just recap more what happens on it. I don't want to feel like I didn't do my homework before watching Dynamite, and I need right. to watch Dark and Being the Elite to know what's going on.
1: That's it's what true. it feels. That's what it feels like homework. I felt I, yeah. when I found that out, I felt like I missed class. I was like, oh, I felt stupid. I didn't know that.
2: Even last week, they put the promo online of MJF saying that he hired the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. Yes, I saw
0: Cody. it. I watched it.
2: Yeah, why was that online and not on TV? I, I do
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Have an answer for that either. It was a good promo, actually. Uh, it was another good yeah, promo, it was a right?
2: promo. Tonight, though, the uh, last thing I'll say about it, I thought this was MJF's most overtly uh, Roddy Piper-esque promo that he's done.
0: You totally stole that off the comment.
2: No, I thought that when I was selling it, and I saw some people uh. on our chat mention it as well. But no, I mean, right? It felt very much, and we know that he's a fan. There was that DM exchange where he tried to buy a Piper statue off a fan. I mean, but tonight, like, this really felt like a little old school in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. speaking of that you just trying to connect storylines that nobody watches what, what
2: oh there was a statue somebody was selling uh on twitter and they were saying oh, i'll take it to the highest bidder and mjf mm-hmm. was negotiating with the guy and the guy shared the dms where it was like mjf like oh well i'll pay you this and hey bonus you could say that you sold it to me you know it was <laughs> it was funny this was a few months back i was just was he in
0: character it. the whole time
2: I think he's always in character. Good. Which, I like. It, Which yeah. I like. Which I like. I mean, I saw him backstage at StarCast when Bluetooth sponsored the last one and MJF was in character the entire time. It was great. <laughs> That's how it should be.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Uh, It's part of what makes him so fantastic. Uh, Speaking of fantastic, the Dark Order promo tonight. I really, really like this one with Alex Reynolds sitting in his hotel room. And we see the Dark Order uh, spokesperson. And it seems like that typical annoying thing you tune out in your hotel talking about the amenities. But uh, then addressing him directly. Aren't you tired of being a jobber, Alex? Tapping Mm -hmm. on the TV to get his attention and trying to recruit him to join the Dark Order. Um, And I think that... I'm sorry, man. I
0: was going to say this was really well done.
2: Yeah, just the right amount of Evil Uno. I feel like in some of the past, they've done a little too much of him, but tonight was perfect, just a glimpse.
0: hmm Creative. I thought this was really
2: creative. Justin, do you think their matches now can sort of live up to this? Um... No,
0: absolutely not. <laughs> I still don't, no.
2: I don't want their matches.
0: I want more of these. I love these vignettes and breakdaves. I love them. I really do.
2: Yeah. I'm Matt... oh, sorry.
1: No, I mean to answer your question. No, at the moment, no. I, I think right now I would be fine if I didn't see them have a match for a couple months. And keep doing these. the the this. Uh, let me put it this way: when the Wyatt family started, I'm talking very, mm-hmm. very, very first Wyatt family, like like the original of, of Bray. His uh, uh, rocking chair with him around it, and right, right,
0: in the woods. Yeah,
1: Bray could go, Harper could go. Rowan was the Rowan was the the weak yeah. spot, mm-hmm. and. I kind of feel like this Dark Order is a lot of Rowans in the ring, mm-hmm. but this stuff, all the all the vignette stuff, is really good. So mm-hmm. if they can buy as much time with yep. with uh, I know I said it earlier with smoke and mirrors, essentially, yep. and, and and these pre produced things that 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 will go a long way.
0: Question from a fan online from Dave Langer or Langer: Would you like to see Hangman Page join the Dark Order? Well, yeah, actually. That, that actually be bad.
1: That might that might actually make sense again. Fast forward, but they're, they're talking about how Hangman Page is at like a crossroads in his career. Wouldn't that right. be the perfect person for the for the Dark Order to prey on? He
0: falls because he's susceptible right now. He's yeah. got his boys around him no more. He's on his own for the yeah. first time, right?
2: That would be a great storyline for him. Uh, with Dark Order, though, Matt. I mean, could you imagine back in your career if you'd ever gotten a promo or a series of promos so over that it was like, well, people don't even need to see a wrestle. You could just do these promos. It's
0: the best. That is <laughs> the million. Dollars. That's like the freaking million dollar dream. He doesn't right have to bump. <laughs> yeah. It's the best situation you could possibly ever be in. Hell yeah, yeah! You come in, shoot some pre tapes, and bounce. Hell yeah. yeah! Yeah. The name of the game is getting over and getting reaction, and I have a feeling that and getting I, paid. The only ones I think everyone's I think everyone's digging these promos.
2: Okay, so let's talk about this big swole versus emmy Sakura tonight.
0: They use big swole an awful lot. They use her a lot. Like Every dark, it feels like I see her on. Or when they need her to do a job. Well, they just
1: know. signed her to a contract, finally.
0: Oh, she wasn't signed this whole time? They use no. her a lot. She was on a, a per she was a per appearance hmm. situation. But, anyways, this was fine for what it was. But this is just no disrespect. But this is minorly compared to the women's wrestling we see on NXT. I'm just being honest.
1: Yeah, th- this was going on simultaneously. This was going on simultaneously to yep. uh, Mia Yim's match yep. uh, on NXT, so that makes it even worse for the eight, for you know when you can look at this side by side. Um,
0: should want us to see that.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Big Swole, I think she's got charisma. I like the attitude. I, I she's like. to great. I like to see more of her and other opponents. Uh, uh Sakura. Is that? Yeah, I mean Sakura. Or Sakura. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm I'm gonna get whatever. I just not connecting i don't know if it's she just hasn't had a lot of uh, i know she's been around forever but i don't know if it's doesn't have a lot of experience in, on tv or what it is just does not feel like i felt like i feel like half the time I, I saw them catch her face she was getting ready to laugh like she was just like like almost like she wasn't taking it seriously like it just i don't know i couldn't connect to her i don't know it's just not there for me
2: it's just a lack of story right and this i mean i tweeted this this is why mia yim versus dakota kai was so great not for a title it's been built for weeks it had awesome tension and momentum going into it and i felt like tonight they were trying to really put big swole over which is great talking about her, she signed her contract talking about how important this win was for her but at the same time i don't feel like they've ever truly developed emmy sakura on AEW tv um this just felt like, like a match that yeah. just existed
1: but yet she's third ranked in the women's division. Like, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> As I kept
2: telling. Me. And all of the storylines in the women's division are about brandy that aren't even evolving matches. Um,
0: I don't see. I like the, I like the
2: Brandy branding. I like the brandy stuff too, me but too. man, I wish there were some like matches right, and
1: stakes. No, you know what? The brand I know again, fast forwarding here. The brandy stuff's kinda like the dark order for me. I'm mm. all I'm all fine if you want to milk it and give me these these proof these vignettes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm all fine with that.
2: But we don't have a lack of men's wrestling. We have a severe lack of good women's mm. storylines in AEW. That's a good counterpoint.
1: Yes, but 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 Glenn, don't don't think that just because if NXT produces on on a Wednesday night, let's say they produce twenty minutes of women's wrestling, that doesn't mean you need AEW needs to produce twenty minutes of women's wrestling too. I agree. You, it, 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 I would if, if it means that uh, ten to twenty minutes is is best doing uh, a profile on Britt Baker, uh, a Kong Brandy thing. I, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to like try to equal m- minute for minute of, of match time. It's not.
2: And they said Riho is going to return on January first, which three weeks away. But uh, still, having your champion be MIA, I think. Why? Uh, yeah,
0: where is I don't, I don't even know. care. I'll be honest. I don't, care. <laughs> I don't care if she's not on my TV at all. I'm not impressed with her
2: at all. Yeah, and so uh, Joey Dorjan is saying, "Well, if you watched AEW Dark, they did a 15 minute segment about the women's division. It's like <sighs> again, most people are seeing TV first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where the focus should be. So I thought Big Swell winning time was good. Uh, yeah. I just I feel like they showcase uh, female talent and then we don't see them again because there's, there's usually one match per week and they're mm-hmm. rotating it through so much with as sort of at the expense of storylines. Um, so Sheeta was, who's the number one ranked, uh, was in the audience. She looked surprised at the win. Sakura was ranked number three. I mean,
1: which by the way, I, can I say this? I like, yeah. the, I like them having, I like AEW doing the thing where they're having, um, Contenders or people that are relevant to the story in the ring, I liked having them at the ringside. Yeah. The reason being, it's a they break. Yeah, it, 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 you know, uh, UFC does this where you'll see yes. somebody, somebody in the weight division who's who's probably going to face the winner is ringside. It doesn't mean the person ringside has to jump the barricade and get in the fight. It doesn't mean that. It's nice because it makes it seem like they're scouting, and it's better than what WWE has hammered go back, down. Go back, go
0: back to that comment. Okay, what was a lot. This is important. KCC said, no, AEW just needs to produce good women's wrestling. Take the book from Kenny. I agree with that when it comes to women's wrestling. If it's Kenny that's doing it all, and it feels like it is because it's all his favorite wrestlers that seem to be working on top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, they okay. should not be. They should be like last place.
1: Yeah, uh, I but I like having these people sure. ringside, and it's better than what WWE has hammered in our minds, which is Yes. The talent has to be watching the monitor, acting enthused. I like that they, they did it with the women. They did it with SCU at the end. I like this whole ringside approach. You know, SCU had a beer in their hand with their titles. But it should be. That's I like what it should be. Should be I like
0: scouting. it. It be scouting your, your, your next future opponents, right? Exactly. Or I like it. It's real. Uh,
2: speaking of which, I was distracted. tonight. People in the audience were drinking, like, soda out of cans. What venue is this that would let fan? I mean, isn't that – I don't know. I was just thinking, like most venues normally. Matt, I mean, you've been to the concerts, you've been to events. They always pour in a plastic cup. You get the bottle of water without the lid on it because they don't want you to be able to throw stuff in the audience that would hurt. And I was just like, can soda? That's a riot waiting to happen.
0: If the
2: <laughs> Could you imagine having a can of soda thrown? In that's you? that. A, that really I, I, I know.
0: A bottle of piss thrown at me in Puerto Rico. What do you mean?
2: I know. I know now. I, don't uh, I know now. Cap at least that's how Divino I know mean. it
1: was pissed. The the arenas that WWE goes to. <laughs> The the arenas don't always mandate that. I know when WWE goes to arenas, that's a Vince mandate. Vince mandates that they actually pour beer into the plastic cup and don't give you the can. That 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 that's part of the whoever whoever's renting the arena. That's part yeah. of their mandate. So that that's a Vince thing for for wrestling.
2: Yeah, I just thought that was somewhat notable tonight. Pack backstage with Jen Decker. Pack uh, wants a rubber match against Kenny Omega, and if they don't give it to him, he won't be held accountable for what he does next
0: okay just serve this point
2: yeah that seems like a good match to have over the holiday break maybe
0: yeah you yeah. should yeah hell yeah
2: well because that way it'll be a great match but if you feel like you've seen that a lot like that's a good week to do it uh, when viewership might be down anyhow i can watch
0: that 10 times in a row that 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 They're, matchup, honestly
2: they are quite good together kip yeah. sabian with penelope ford and sean spears versus mm-hmm. kenny omega and hangman page
0: I liked this combo. This was good use of uh, Sabian Penelope Ford with the chairman. I thought this was good.
2: And after it was revealed, after Kenny and Paige won, uh, Joey Janela had uh, kidnapped Tully, had him tied up in a chair.
0: Like ho- ho- uh, hokey? Ho- hokey, yeah. Okay. I like them doing something with Joey, though, for what it's worth.
2: Yeah. I like I
1: like the finish. I like the finish of uh, Hangman with the blind tag. I like the, mm-hmm. the springboard they did. I like Omega kind of being like, yes. all right, dude. Like like kind of conflict, yeah. like happy they won, but kind of disrespected. So, um, That was good. That was yeah,
0: good. yeah. I, I I'm, I didn't I'm, I'm didn't do it either. Normally I would say oh, he's overacting again. Yeah. That was really good. I thought a good job by him on that. Yeah. I'm usually pretty critical of, of, of Kenny Omega, but I, I liked how that all went down. Yep. It was just subtle enough. Like, you know what I mean? Slightly above societal. Yep. But not yep. F- pointing where he's going to run at the ropes and all the crazy stuff he normally does.
1: <laughs> yes. Which we got I the backs. I'm sorry. Well, I was just saying, which I hate. I hate that he points So yes, what yeah. ropes is he going to.
2: <laughs> we got the backstage uh, or the pre-taped vignette from Brandy Rhodes. Who Love asked- it. <laughs> she asks what the women's division would look like without her She wonders if AEW women's world champion Rio has gotten so small that we can't even see her Wondering why she hasn't defended She ripped on Britt Baker as a pathetic groupie With how much she mentions her boyfriend And telling Chris Statlander that the offer is on the table to join the group As Melanie Cruz entered the scene now with a shaved head Brandy looks to have added a new man to the Nightmare Collective But his back to the camera and she does not say who it is yet
1: he filled the role that I wanted. I will gladly donate what's left and join that group. I'm intrigued, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I really do like the uh, this, this Brandy Kong thing. I like it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I love it.
0: I do. I like it a lot.
2: And then we had Chris Jericho and Jake Hager on commentary, putting Tony Schiavone and Excalibur from the table while we had Sammy Guevara versus Luchasaurus.
0: This was cool. This to me was unexpected. I, I didn't know we'd get this matchup.
2: Luchasaurus winning by pinfall over Sammy. But Matt, what do you make about Jericho and Hager coming to the ring and uh, Marco Stunt slid in for like a one, two, three count?
0: Nah. I don't like anything with Marco Stunt. What can I tell you? <laughs> um, I, I don't because this was a see, this was really good. A good win great win for Luchasaurus, first and foremost um but what what would you ask me again what what didn't i like
2: uh Marco stunt and jungle boy like getting the better of uh jericho and uh Hager in this in this face-off here
0: <sighs> what, can well, I, what what can we say I'm sure well, we're all thinking it
2: well, I mean, Jungle Boy had to
1: get something because they're promoting she this match. Did? Yes. Yeah, he had to get something because they're promoting a match with he and Jericho. So you had to give him like a little bit of like a hope. Yeah. Um,
0: yes. Yeah,
1: I, I do. I will say this: to back go backwards with uh, Jericho and Hager on on uh, commentary. Mm-hmm. I thought backwards. it was hilarious. They were great. Well, I thought it was hilarious too. <laughs> Hager takes uh, Shivani's seat, and he has a headset. He never said one word. <laughs> a couple times, Jericho tossed to him, and then Jericho answered for him. I, it was like a small thing. It <laughs> yeah. was funny as hell. It was. You know.
0: It was great. I, I, no. I, I like the segment. Um, yeah, Not so happy, like, ecstatic about the Marco Stump stuff. But...
2: What about calling Jungle Boy Jungle Jack Perry? Tonight, I don't they really
0: have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. I because mean, here's the thing. He's, yeah. he, he's not gonna be jungle boy eventually yeah like what happens when he's older and he's still call him jungle boy
1: well kid rocks 48 and he? he's still kid
2: rock <sighs>
0: that's a good point
2: that's a <laughs> <good> point <laughs> mind blown i <laughs> wow i mean justin I think, just think,
1: uh here's, hey, as listen. fred durst would say
2: yeah hold on uh give it up for kid, justin labar everyone Justin. oh gets my god special you, shout out this week what do you just
1: have like these things waiting? Yes, he does oh, exactly God. enough. And I didn't even—I didn't want to interrupt you on in your blue, your blue shoe and say like Fred Durst says, "Do it all for the nookie." And here you are with a Fred Durst background.
0: God, you had a really way to step on your own pop there, Justin. you were doing good. Um, <laughs> no, but here, listen, listen to this though. Here's the thing: is is with I, Jim Ross is trying to get this kid over. That's what people need to pay attention to. They need to stop bitching and moaning like, "Oh, why can't you just call him Jungle Boy?" He's Jim Ross. He's a Hall of Famer. He's not doing it to. Begrudge the kid. He's trying to get this kid over. You could feel it and tell. Do you know what I'm saying? You yeah. could tell he lights up a little bit more when he's when he's doing his matches normally, because that's where it all started with Jim Ross calling him that. Um, so that's an honor. I know if I was in that ring, you know what I mean. Jim Ross was trying to get me over like that. I'd be damn proud of that, and I'd be happy. Um, that's what the forefront needs to be. That's what the, the main gist of this needs to be. Not
2: why can't you just call him Jungle Boy? Wah, wah. I think he is a star. I think that it was cool, though, that he was Jungle Boy. And then people would say, not on the air, but like, oh, you know, he's Luke Perry's son. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a nice little bit of trivia. But tonight with Jericho pointing that out, talking about him being Hollywood, I mm-hmm. feel like it takes away from what he's built on his own. I mean, Matt, hypothetically, yeah. when you were the blueprint, if someone was like, you know, that's Matt Morgan. He's the grandson of Harry Morgan from MASH and Dragnet. Be like, hey yeah. man, this blueprint yeah. thing built itself.
0: Yes, but that's the thing. If his dad was a wrestler, I could see that. But his dad has nothing to do with wrestling. He's not a wrestler, yeah. so he's not living off his dad's legacy in the ring. His dad does something, did something completely different, and was famous for something completely out of the genre. Okay, so it doesn't, it doesn't step on his own stuff, so to speak. In my opinion, it adds
2: to it. Yeah. I think he's a star regardless, but I feel he like is. this is...
0: He definitely is, but dude, what's up with his gear? Why does he always look like he's wearing underwear? <laughs> like, why don't they look like wrestling trunks?
2: I don't know. Why has he got Felicity's haircut from 1996? I mean, life is a mystery, Matt.
0: All I know is freaking women God. love him. Like, women love him. So he, he's he's going to be big, much, much bigger than what he is now. He's going to be a big star. Felicity from 96, Police Academy. The references are, just <laughs> are
1: insane on this show. Yeah, the fans don't even understand any of them.
2: So the main event tonight, the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> this was the number one contender street fight for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Go ahead. So what happened before the match? Santana Ortiz did a sneak attack on the Young Bucks. Brandon Cutler came out to try and help, but he got powerbombed through a portion of the stage. Sammy Mm -hmm. Guevara comes out to help. Uh, Tables put up. Santana attempts to climb up and fly, but he's sent off stage momentarily. Matt and Nick hit the Indy Taker on Sammy on the stage. Ortiz is dropped and put on the table. Matt punches away as Nick hits a senton off the top of the entrance. Goes for the cover. SCU is in the ringside watching the match. Um, then we went into the ring and finally got uh, the match underway between the Bucks and Santana and Ortiz. Um, when it's thought, war- when yeah. it's war-
1: when it's warranted, I like these kind of starts. Uh, th- this is one of those things, you know. I go back to like um, like the the Brett versus Shawn Montreal Screwjob. I love when ma- when 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 matches have all kinds of hoopla um, before the match even officially starts. I think it provides you so, so much creative leeway. So the fact that this is a street fight, I love the fact that like this match start like the that the the beatdown started before the bell officially rings. I don't know. I thought that added something to this mm-hmm. and it, it caught my attention.
0: It does. I, I I've been seeing them do this on other shows. Like I, I forget where I saw this on YouTube. I could have sworn I've seen this. Like I had deja vu of that whole beginning sequence. And I wanna say it happened maybe to close one of their shows. I'm being serious. I don't know why I did that, but I just did. Um, it was good, though. It was a great way to start this thing off, like, just like exactly what you said, Justin. It was. Yeah.
2: So we ended with the Bucks winning. They're now the number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team well, Championship. Damn time. But it's going to happen next week on free TV.
0: Good. Get the titles. Be the most over tag team in wrestling like you guys are and, supposed to be and are.
1: And, and they need to compete against NXT, which we'll talk about, because NXT is loading up for next week.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, yes. so that was AEW. Now, I did not see all of last week's show, I watched part of it in the airport while I was like going back and forth between two TVs to watch NXT. But, uh, in the grand scheme of things, how do you think this stacked up, Matt? This definitely seemed better than whatever that episode was two weeks ago that we thought, uh, the one before Thanksgiving that was a bit of a, a slouch,
0: right? I, lo- I love the episode, I thought it was good, yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, Justin, last point before we move on. Do you think they're making a mistake, though, almost too much by relying on Jericho this much? We do get great episodes when he does it, but he's clearly the star of the show.
1: As he should be. He's being paid more money than anybody else. He has more credibility and a deeper resume than anybody else.
0: He's He's getting other talents over
1: Yeah, I mean, look, they they had this match next week as a 10-minute time limit against Jungle Boy. He's gonna make Jungle Boy the biggest star he's ever been. I mean, uh, you know, Chris uh, Jericho at forty, whatever he is, he he's just
0: awesome, he's, all, awesome.
1: he's awesome. He uh, you know he's just he, he evolve he evolves. He 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 just has this ability to just constantly evolve and find ways to get new things over. You know, he got a list over a couple of years ago in WWE, and then uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? The last week. Dude, we think he's going to pull out a list and he buries his previous list and it goes into this lexicon. I mean, I don't know. He just, it's not a mistake. He, he is your anchor. You ride him. He, he is, um, yeah. you know, he's your guy. He's your guy. Yeah. So,
2: okay. Let's talk NXT. We open with a video package hyping tonight. The triple threat Finn Balor versus Keith Lee versus Tommaso Ciampa, um, Cole uh, cut a bit of a promo talking about that he's on the run of his lifetime and he's nowhere near finished. Mm-hmm. We started at NXT Arena at Full sale with Moro, Nigel McGuinness, and Beth Phoenix on commentary and went into right into an NXT Cruiserweight title match, Angel Garza versus Leo Rush. I think this is the third or fourth time they faced each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hell of a match, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of great spots in it. But the end result was the winner, a new NXT Cruiserweight champion is Angel Garza.
0: Terrible decision. Yeah, I'm sorry. Terrible decision.
2: Unless they've got some real story for Leo or some next chapter that he's going to embark upon. um, I just feel like Angel's nowhere near the star Leo
0: is. He made that title. I just drooled all over myself. Um, He made that title mean something finally.
2: Yes.
1: He did. Yeah, I tweeted it. I'm shocked that I'm not in support of how short Leo rushes Um, Cruiserweight title reign is. I mean, he came back after being off for a while, had a lot of, you know, he had controversy around him, but he's just super, you know, super entertaining in the ring, won the title, made this... This 205 Live title had just become so irrelevant. He brought it back to relevancy, the fact that they were now including it in the NXT brand. And, I mean, did did, did they... they
0: who the hell are they going to put there, Justin, in, in, in his place that has more charisma, that, more in-ring ability, the whole package? That kid is the whole package. I, no I, I don't
1: know. The The only thing I can figure. Heavyweight championship somehow? No. No. He's a buck 50 soaking wet. What's <laughs> Adam Cole? He ain't exactly Arnold. Well, <laughs> I, I, I've sat next to Adam. He's at least heavier than that. I no, know he's the, much bigger than him. I know. I, the, the only thing I can figure is the fact that Garza then ends up proposing to his girlfriend and i'm like what, that, oh. that, Wait, that, what? That happened and, and the commercial oh ring. yeah
2: that's right during commercial they should the recap
1: yeah what happened he he brought his girlfriend who was ringside in the ring and proposed to her so yeah I, unless this was like um, a unless yeah right um, and i don't care i know if leo if leo wins the title back in like three weeks then they did this then this was triple h's wedding present to <laughs> Garza. Yeah, this does seem line. very
2: WWE.
1: It was weird. It was just totally weird. This but this this this, this lady, I don't be I don't know, what I was about to call her chick. This lady, <laughs> she's not a wrestler, she has no relevance to the storyline. He brought her in, proposed to her, yay, happy, good for you guys. That's the only thing I could figure is that they just thought this would be a good story. I don't know.
2: But let me put this idea out there. Leo uh getting a match against Roderick Strong for the NXT North American Championship. I think that would be a good step up in a good feud for Leo to be involved in next.
0: Okay. He better win. Glenn, fix your background. This is a
2: buttons. I'm sorry. My background offends you, Justin. It's Fred Durst (laughs) hovering around your face. Hey, you know, we, we celebrate the greats on this podcast. Uh, let me see what else I got here.
0: Okay. And have them on our podcast. Yes.
2: Okay. I
0: will get
1: Fred Durst on. He's a Russell fan. We need to
2: get Fred Durst on this podcast. Oh my God. here. I just want the whole story about WrestleMania and the Undertaker American Badass entrance, and that's what you're
1: that. going to ask him. If I get Fred Durst on here, you're going to ask him what he thinks about the Undertaker WrestleMania 17. That's what you're going to ask him. I'm going to ask him well, to still still keep. In touch. Hang
0: on, hang on, hang on, Justin. Okay. What would you ask him?
1: I haven't thought about it, but it wouldn't be that. It what should be I that.
0: ask? What would
2: well, you normally? It wouldn't be what? that. No, it's
1: Fred Durst. Actually, let me tell you, Fred, I listen to did was Eminem correct? Did you and Carson Daly really have to argue over Christina Aguilera? <laughs> Aguilera? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to know that stuff. I'm going to give you the most random plug. So uh, here's a real one. Yeah. Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit performed at WrestleMania 19. They performed a song called Crack Attic. Yes. That song never made it to a Limp Biscuit album. I want to know why.
2: Have you listened to the song? I think it's pretty obvious.
0: You, I don't even remember
1: it. Go back and watch Mania 19. It's called Crack Addict. It's a very good song. And I, I and they it's never crazy. put it out on. It's a good it's song, Glenn. Stop.
0: And I love biscuit I don't
1: know. Exactly. Remember. Matt, I'll text you after the show. I'll send you a link. It's it's a very valid question.
2: Uh, uh, me, speaking of Fred Durst, um, Josh Peck from Drake and Josh fame does a podcast called Curious. He had Fred Durst on as a guest a few months ago. I listened to that episode. It completely changed my opinion of Fred Durst. Well, Start talking changed. about. Well, he started talking about Red Hat as a character that he yeah. played, and he was like purposefully a troll all those years trying to. Yes. Gener- I mean, it was very interesting to get to know a little bit about Fred Durst he, the person, not the persona.
0: And be as controversial as possible. Yeah.
2: That being said, Wes Borland is still one of the most talented oh guitar God. players in Nasty any band player. ever.
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And limp bizkit without him was a joke. Um. Anyhow, I
0: think he's six over him, but
2: continue.
1: But the album they put out without West Borland. what? The one, the album they put out with the first one they put out without, with chocolate paper,
2: vary.
0: blah 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 blah. I forget was, uh,
2: Results may vary. Was the one. Results,
0: yes. Oh, all right. We need to move on. Let's go. Okay.
2: I, I mean, you know, hey, Roger. Getting hot about this. Let's go. <laughs> Cameron Grimes versus Raúl Mendoza. Let's talk about Cameron Grimes. How's this ring gear growing on you, Matt? With the hat and the uh, James Storm reject uh, gimmick, he's he's rocking
0: i think it's a cool look but it's right it's like james storm's starter kit
2: (laughs) (laughs) so this was a short match round mendoza won and afterwards kushida uh was out there he took grimes's hat the fans popped grimes was not happy so grimes versus kushida book it i'm sure it'll happen next week
0: okay okay kushida is another one like this gimmick i could not stand it at first but i now dig it for what it's worth marty mcfly yeah at first I was like this is what the hell is this but like it it's grown on me i guess he's good did
2: they ever explain that oh so turnabout being fair play no. talk about AEW not explaining the freddie mercury thing
0: no not that i've seen or heard no, I'm sure our fans will let us know though. But I've not seen it or heard
2: it. <sighs> Although I don't want to diss somebody for standing Queen because the Queen's awesome. Back to the Future is awesome. Okay. I love I love both of them.
1: Uh, but the but the girl on AEW, I just no,
0: no. There's nothing I get out of that from Freddie Mercury. I just never she she
1: does not have one drop of the charisma
2: that Freddie Mercury has.
0: Like, she, honestly, I thought she was like a marching band, like leader, you know, the beginning of the parade that comes out with the stick and the, the,
2: the, the, huh. the twirling the, a baton. The, yes, the, the,
0: the, that that's what I thought she was supposed to be. I swear to Christ. The first time I saw her.
1: No, nah, I mean, she had the mustache and, and I didn't the, see that. She right had or. the mic stand and Freddie's known for the, the mic with a stand. I, I got
0: what she's doing. It just it's random. Yes, because she does the ultimate baby face says oobinge. Come on, guys, make your names better than that. I can't say that. Right. Cube Njh.
1: Yeah. Who's in the is that Mick Foley in the profile picture?
2: No.
0: No, he's a good <laughs> fan. He writes us he. He, he yes. comes in our comments on Twitter. I see. No. Yeah. I'm glad you keep track, Matt.
2: And I'm gonna pose a weird theory here, and this might get into strange territory very quickly. Oh boy. But if you're an Asian wrestler wrestling for a US audience, right? Right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of other Asian wrestlers on the roster, I would argue that a queen cosplay or a Marty McFly cosplay, you're going to stand out because it instantly gives you something recognizable. Whereas fans, and I'm Lord. not saying that fans have a bias about this, but I'm saying fans might want to uh, box you in, into that Asian wrestler category. And this okay. allows you to have a persona.
0: Great. All valid points. Here's one. Why not pick the actual cosplay thing to play? That's current. Instead of something from the '80s, because it makes me think you're not really up on what's happening here, as far as pop culture goes, and you're having to rely on things from the well, '80s. She's 43. Who do you want her to? Who do you who do you want to cosplay? Uh Billy Eilish? I mean, I don't know. It's just, well, okay, history. again, I throw it out there. Billy Idol? How about that? If I come out as Billy Idol, pay to see that. Be like, what the bleep? This is weird. <laughs>
2: Matt, you should just start taking indie dates doing terrible cosplay. <laughs> With like the most random shit. Back to the
1: beginning. Him as Axel. Ro- if I could see Matt <laughs> doing Axel Rose's uh, monkey dance.
0: I bet you didn't know I dressed up as Dee Snyder one Halloween. I could no, absolutely you, see oh
2: that. Oh my God. As an adult, or was this a childhood thing?
0: I adult. Can't say it was adult. He was an oh, adult. My, no, the Stay Hungry album came out. I was very little.
2: Okay. That, God. That, that's adorable. Find those photos. Post those on the Instagram. That'll go viral. Uh, anyhow, we then had a vignette for NXT UK superstar Travis Banks, and they're really promoting Worlds Collide. So Worlds Collide is going to be the pay per view that happens Royal Rumble weekend instead of a takeover in January.
1: And that's going to become that's going to become the norm, by the way.
2: Interesting. Are they going to give the winner an entry in the Rumble?
1: I don't know about that, but what I'm saying is because NXT is now, the third uh, brand. right? Right? Uh, the 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 like Mania weekend, it's not going to be a takeover. They're going to start to put emphasis on UK two hundred five live, mm-hmm. the other brands, and and that's and, and I think I think the normal pay per views that Raw and SmackDown would have allocated, they're going to give some that NXT is going to be on. So that's okay. kind of the the 2020 format, by the way.
2: We will see uh, Jackson Riker versus Travis Banks. Jackson out with Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake as far as the Forgotten Sons. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Banks picking up a win here.
0: Hate to see Gunner lose. Mm-hmm.
2: No. I just feel like this gimmick isn't getting them to the next level.
0: Mm. Yeah, but then physically when you see them, when you saw them during the invasion, right? Yeah. Like, they're the ones physically, I was like, okay, they can hang with the rest of this roster. Physically speaking.
1: You know, I, I'll give credit to Nick Hausman, who I do the uh, Winkley with uh, during the day here. He actually had a good point at, uh, on Sunday for TLC. Um, there's an open challenge from the Viking Raiders uh, for a tag team match, mm-hmm. and we couldn't figure out who would answer it. Like Other than, other, other than Street Profits, which I think would be a, a fast pass, he thought maybe get an, an, an X T team on there, and maybe Forgotten Sons would be somebody you could put on to challenge them for Sunday
0: because mm-hmm. – and lose
1: well but they lose but i think even it would still be a rub just to have them and
0: you know you would normally that would i would agree with you formulaic wise that would make sense yeah and and if this was any other tag team than viking experience whatever they're called raiders experience whatever is it viking raiders again I think it's Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. Those guys. How about that? Hashtag those guys.
1: Which, why they couldn't be the War Raiders, and when AOP comes out, AOP's um, graphic on the screen talks about, like, war. I was under the impression that the the Viking Raiders were that because Vince didn't want war, but
0: then war is, like, AOP's thing says war is our peak. Okay, but still, that's not them calling them by that name either. Uh, I'm going to say it 55 times throughout a match. Whatever.
2: I think Vince has selective logic and reasoning depending on the time of day. No, Glenn,
1: Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Glenn. I don't have selective time.
2: (laughs) I'm about making
0: movies.
2: (laughs) Oh, Then we went from this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to Mia Yim versus Dakota Kai. So, a lot of build up here, a lot of story. Of course, Dakota beat down Mia, made her miss the women's War Games match back at the last takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, this build tonight, right? I mean, Dakota full heel territory, yes. definitely amplified look, amplified hair. Talk about 80s hair, really bringing it back uh, with that amount of volume tonight. And these two just having a match that went out into the crowd. I mean, this was uh, in the ring, out of the ring. Very brutal between the two of them, and Dakota Kai picking up a win and then beating Mia Yim up even more after.
0: Good, great heat. Mia Yim is a good baby face. We all love her. So to do this to her, not only beat her, but then beat her senseless even after the match actually drew the ire even more of the fans. Even the fans watching at home, I would argue, Uh, Mia Yim's a very good sympathetic character. So that's another one that you want to get that kind of steam on and heat on. And this was great. I usually tell you guys, like, when somebody turns heel, I hate the next time we see them. They're wearing, like, all black. And there's this huge change that happened to them overnight. But this works for her for some reason. I don't know how to explain it to you. I felt it. I liked her look a lot.
2: She looks instantly comfortable in her skin. I mean, the criticism I've had with Bailey's heel turn, Bailey looked very unsure of herself as a heel for the first, like, three weeks.
0: Yes,
1: And and their final bump they took was scary. So they did that uh, back suplex through a table that broke. There was a table right next – a table or a a ledge, I think it's a table, right next to it that both Dakota and Mia's um, heads, back of their heads, cracked against the edge of that table. And it looked brutal. And then, I mean, you could even see, uh, you know, Mia Yem, as she was coming to, the fans are chanting – one more time, one more time, and she just very open. The camera picked it up. Said, "Y'all are crazy." Like she, I mean, you know, it looked it looked pretty brutal. I, I was worried because they both came back, went through the table they're supposed to go through, but their heads just cracked on the edge of another table. It was, uh, but And I'm, I like
2: that Mia was standing tall at the end of this, even though yeah. Dakota won the match. So I think, man, they can they can keep this going for a while. But I think, can you imagine if this is just the start of the feud between these two? Yeah. yeah very intense this was very good this uh probably was my favorite match i've seen this week so far uh between all the shows i thought it was fantastic if you don't watch all of nxt go back and watch this tonight then we had brazango versus the sing brothers Brazongo out as doctors now and nothing. picking up an easy win over the sings i got nothing for this match <laughs> i mean good for them though right they went back to NXT. They're getting these little showcases.
0: dude. They're, they're entertaining. Outstanding talents. They're much better than this. And they get that stupid characters that can make the head of play. And they and I thought they pulled it off amazingly well on SmackDown. They deserve better than this. And the Singh Brothers fall in the same category. The Singh Brothers are, I mean, they've been, you know,
1: they've been presented largely as just ha-ha henchmen, you know, with, with Jinder Mahal and just lackeys. But both of those guys can go, and and they're both very charismatic and funny. Like yes. he, like, like they are. They just haven't been used.
0: Wrong with Prince Pretty. I don't understand why did they have to stop his character. His character was awesome. I don't know. Awesome character.
2: At least guy guys got to wrestle a little bit. I mean, to your point, Justin, uh, the Sing brothers certainly outside of the twenty four seven title and some two hundred five live time, they don't really get yeah. to have matches.
1: Uh, and and they're and they're, you know, I. I'm not saying they're tag team champions tomorrow, but they're they're better than what they've been presented. They've been presented as just lackeys and just, you know, they, they've been part of the comical conga line that chases after the 24-7 title. Uh, they're better than that if you want to let them be.
2: So. And in fairness, to talk about weaknesses on brands, NXT's tag team division does need a bit of a rebuild still. And I think that Forgotten Sons, we have Brazongo, we have the Singh Brothers, who else is there really? I mean, outside of Undisputed Era, who are the t- the champions? I feel like all the tag teams got called up.
0: They did. Yeah. Next.
2: Next, uh, Kaden Carter versus Bianca Belair. A lot of hair in this match. A lot of hair in this match. I really dug this tonight. I thought they both looked like a million bucks. This was a really good match. Bianca Belair getting a win. Um, That's why I thought this was good. Yeah.
0: She's awesome. I could watch her every week.
2: Absolutely. Um, Justin, what do you think they do now? Okay, so now that there's no there's no promotion, there's no getting called up, NXT is the third brand. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're gonna go deeper on this and just keep sustaining these women's stories? We also saw vignettes tonight from both Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. I mean, mm-hmm. this is kind of nice. We've got in tandem multiple women's storylines. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> do yeah, you see I- them sustaining this with all these current characters?
1: I, I do because I do think that NXT is going to get some uh, ownership and responsibility to the pay per view schedule in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say they're going to have exclusivity, but mm-hmm. I do think you might see hey this particular pay per view and and, uh, and uh, besides the majors, besides Rumble Mania, whatever. Um, you know, I think they are going to be able to go deeper into the women's roster. Uh, I also think that we are getting closer to that they are gonna have a women's only show on the
0: WWE Network. Yes, they will.
1: That is gonna have women from all the brands.
0: They have too many good talents not to yeah. have a show. They do have more than enough now.
1: And and as we talk about on this podcast weekly, it's always you know, our favorite stuff generally. It's it's the right. biggest bullet that WWE has to fire against head to head against AEW. Mm. So and and look, the W network having lost NXT to USA Network, the NXT, uh, the WWE Network has lost having some original programming. They have the Stone Cold interviews, and they have the 24s, and all the different spe- the documentary specials in the podcast. But in terms of live wrestling, the Dude. WWE Network has lost that. So I, I do think we in 2020, we're going to finally get a women's show, and so that's going to allow
0: for them to go deeper in this. I, I guarantee you guys we will. I've been saying this forever. Um, but another a- additive, remember would be the E channel eventually takes mm. the women's wrestling show. That'd be a very good channel for it.
2: Hey, awesome. If there's money,
0: another one that they can figure a way to get on there somehow too.
2: Yeah. We close tonight with the number one contenders, triple threat, Tommaso Ciampa versus Keith Lee versus Finn Balor. A very good triple threat match. Mm-hmm. A lot of nice uh, interplay between the different move sets and competition. Uh, Finn Balor picking up the win. He's going to face adam cole next week for the nxt championship um do you think that foreshadows a the fact that it is finn and not keith lee that this is just going to be a great exhibition but that that title is not going anywhere on free television next week
0: maybe somebody breaks it up you know what i mean something hmm, like that maybe because finn it can't lose either hmm. and nor can adam cole <laughs> they cannot have adam cole drop this title not yet
1: yeah, this result was simultaneously on one on one hand it made sense on the other hand it was really confusing. On the one hand, it's like okay, I get Finn being the guy you go go with. I mean, he's he's been the big, the he's big, been, sp- mm. the big splash who comes back to NXT. So you don't want to have him lose. You want to give okay. him that number one. But at the same point, he's clearly a heel. Adam mm. Cole is the heel. Uh, head of a, of the of the top heel faction. So it's like you have heel versus heel here. While the audience reacts to Adam Cole in a babyface manner saying, you know, Adam Cole, baby, he's still the heel in charge of a heel faction. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of bizarre to me to have that as we have this heel versus heel. I mean, I'm all four shades of gray, but it's just, it's
0: just a little bit odd. You know. I think it's going to be an amazing match, obviously. This is going to sure. be a really good match. For sure.
2: And that being said, do you think Rhea versus Shayna actually happens to a conclusive result on TV next week?
0: I say you pulled the trigger completely. They well, have pulled the trigger on Rhea, obviously. But continue to pull that trigger, I guess. I, I, she's got to be your champion. I don't know how she can't be your champion. I agree with
1: Matt, especially, again, if you look at the competition, the biggest thing AEW has next week with the women is, is Britt versus... Um, uh, the alien gimmick, or, or uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. I pretty much. Yeah, girl. so I'm sorry, but Chris, that's the yeah, that's the biggest thing they have. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, it, I, I would make a definitive statement with
0: with with NXT with their women's match next week.
2: We'll see. I think it's we gonna are, be a great show.
0: More than ready, more than capable For to sure. show the load as the top dog in the female division. I'm For she sure. definitely is. And I would argue we we're going to see she'll do a better job than uh, Shana did. Man, I, I'm, I'm dead serious.
2: Well, I'll tell you with Shayna, and I know we've given her a lot of uh, grief about her promos um, and some of her characterization. But tonight I was in a crowded room watching NXT. And when they started that promo, when Shayna was running through every woman that she beat and they were showing the clips, it's like everybody phones down paying attention. I mean, that tonight was probably the best Shayna uh, recap video they could have done. Yeah. to hype up this match for next week.
0: WWE does a great job with that. They're they're the best pa- video packages there's ever been. That WWE does it better than anybody, and they always will.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, but, I mean, it could have been New Clan with that exciting video package, too.
2: <laughs> well. to do with it. <laughs> uh, so, that was NXT this week. Let's hit a few quick news stories. Uh, WWE has trademarked some old WCW and ECW pay-per-view names.
1: Yeah, this is fun. Uh, so obviously, you know Cody is, you know, pulled out Bash to the Beach and said a few things from nostalgia that AEW is going to use. Well, WWE went on a trademark spree, and uh, as of December sixth, I'll just run through it really fast, and we can have comments afterwards. Fully loaded, living dangerously, heat wave, anarchy rules, World War Three, Shy Town Rumble, sin. Sold Out, New Blood Rising, Hog Wild, Capital Combat, Road Wild, Greed, Uncensored, Spring Spring Stampede, The Day of, Mayhem, Beach Blast, Massacre on 34th Street, Hardcore Heaven, and Eat, Sleep, Conquer, Repeat. Uh, so a combination of uh, WCW and ECW uh, events and names. Mm. So, um, you know, I probably, I mean, look, Greed. Greed was the last WCW pay-per-view days before Vince bought WCW. I don't think there's a lot of value in naming a current pay per view. Agreed, this to me obviously screams WWE just wanting to lock up uh, again things they have in their video library. Don't want Cody in, doesn't want Cody and AEW using the only one that strikes me as hey you might have something here World War Three for you young fans. W, or WCW did this in the mid '90s. It was three rings. It was like a Royal Rumble type of thing. Three rings, sixty super uh, sixty talents. The fact that WWE has Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, and then however however many other brands they launch, I think there would be something to having an, a World War III, uh event, even if it was just for the net, you know, just a, mm-hmm. you know, something. I, I don't know. I think that's something there, but, uh, you know, kind of fun that they're trademarking all these things again.
2: I wish Vince McMahon was still an on screen character so he could say, I own the trademark on greed. <laughs> <laughs> And sin. Uh, yes. Um, and then, lastly, Lana calling out CM Punk? Question mark.
1: Yeah. So CM Punk made his return to the WWE Backstage Show on FS1 Tuesday night. Uh, I, I'll try to paraphrase this. Punk had uh, a he pitched his storyline for how to take this Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley story. <laughs> basically, I'll just try to sum it up. He basically says Lashley eventually leaves Lana because he's sick of her. Lashley and Rusev become a tag team. That's their common uh, familiarity is that they can't stand Lana. Lana finds a new tag team. They can't stand her. So you have new tag team versus Rusev and Lashley at Re- WrestleMania. Lana's in the Shark Cage. Loser has to deal with Lana. Uh CM. <laughs> CM yeah, right. CM here here's where it gets controversial. CM Punk tweets. Um Loser keeps Lana match. Just booked you through Mania Chica. You're welcome.
2: Wait, Lana. Hold on. One. Before that, he did say ahead. on backstage also said, and when they go to Saudi Arabia again, yes, I've got some yes, really yes. interesting yes. ideas for where they can take this.
1: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> he, yes. Thank you. He did. He left an open-ended that they had some Saudi Arabia booking. So he tweets this and CM Punk's uh, you know, temperament. Well, Lana did not take a uh, great exception to this, especially to the Chica. Uh, she wrote, uh, I know you've been away from WWE for several years. Perhaps moving forward, you will favor WWE and FS1 by refraining from misogynistic comments like Chica. Thank you. Kind of a weak reply. It's uh, Chica.
0: Right, what's-
1: Chica. I guess that's Chica.
2: Spanish for girl, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I thought Well, it. she
1: felt that it was disrespectful, I guess. She wanted him to refer to her as ma'am, I guess. I don't know.
0: Chica. I'm being serious. I thought Chica meant girl.
2: It it does mean. Although, I will say I've been corrected on this before because
1: I. Like I I almost said chick. I almost said chick or chicks earlier. I think it's it's that.
0: Chick, you can't be saying that either no more.
1: Like I almost said chicks earlier and I had to stop myself.
0: Like a good boy, you should. But Chica, (laughs) if it means girl, I don't see what.
2: Because there's that thing where I do this a lot. I refer to women as girls because I feel like I'm 19 and we're all 19. And I just. You're like
1: the best women advocate. Right. You, you, you speak glowingly about the women.
2: I get corrected uh, sometimes by the women in my life. When I say, Oh, that girl from so-and-so, you mean, like, mm-hmm. you mean that woman? And I'm like, yes, woman. I recognize she's in her forties, mm-hmm. but to me, we're all boys and girls. Yeah. We're just all kids trying to I, figure it out.
1: Yeah. I think that, I think this was Lana's weekend. Say,
0: dude for guy all the yeah.
1: time. Yeah, right. Guys, gals, look. I'm a Lana fan, but I'll be honest. I think this was her. I think this was CM Punk. Because CM Punk, I, I didn't say this. Punk in his comments even said, "I think Rusev's getting tired of being on screen with Lana." Meaning, like he's probably tired of the storyline. Mm-hmm. I think this is Lana reacting. I think. I think. I think Punk pushed some buttons on Lana on a personal level. I think this was just her attempt to try to, yeah. You know, slam back at him
2: well but plus you have to escalate matt if somebody says something about you that's in wrestling like it's one thing if they say something nice then you tweet out or something you're like oh hey i'm a good sport i take the joke Mm -hmm. but if someone like gives you some shit as a professional wrestler at heart and on twitter isn't it almost your your uh your responsibility to respond back and give as good as you get
0: still active wrestler
2: I would even say, even your stage now. If somebody tried to shade you a little bit, no. wouldn't you feel the need to?
0: No, I'm, oh, running, I'm running a city with sixteen thousand people. I'm responsible for. I'm doing real things, not fake fighting.
2: Okay, but if you were still wrestling, absolutely though, right?
0: Oh my god, I would verbally gut them alive. Yes. What if Lana was
1: one of your sixteen thousand people?
0: <laughs>
2: no,
1: I'm a public servant. No. <laughs>
2: Can't play favorites. Can't
0: what if do. she? What if she voted for you? Even more reason you can't <laughs> he can't do that. No, nope.
2: There you have it folks. <laughs> um, that's all we got for this week. We're going to be back Friday to talk about SmackDown on Fox until then. Uh, he is at Justin LaBar on Twitter. He is at BP Matt Morgan. I am at Glenn Rubenstein. Please follow me. I'm just going to make it overt because Matt hates it so much.
0: And Remember, give, him, give him lots of likes <laughs> and retweets
2: i don't care about the likes and the retweets i'm just trying to boost my follower count a little bit more anyhow uh that's you know one the of
1: them following you if they're
0: not going to like or retweet you that's
2: true you know twitter is, is my medium for comedy and this podcast it's all i have in the
0: world. well buckle up because they're gonna be taking everyone's likes away very soon oh
2: yeah the man cracking down anyhow we'll get you back here friday night on the wrestling inc podcast take care